O Lord Jesus, as we learn more about what it means to be disciples of yours, teach us to count the cost of discipleship for your sake. Amen. Grace to you and peace from the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Amen. Trouble. Trouble. It seems almost synonymous with life on earth. How easily we get into trouble. Two freshly hatched birds were sitting on the nest. One looked at the other and said, We're only two minutes old and we've already broken something. Well, perhaps we can excuse the uh, creatures of the animal kingdom, but human children seem to have perfected the art of getting into trouble. I can speak for myself. I remember when I was a kid, I broke the neighbor lady's flower pot outside her front door on her front porch. And after that, whenever she would see me approaching her front porch, she'd say, here comes trouble. I never lived that down. Kids have a way of getting into trouble. Well, adults do too, but yes, kids do. So I want you to listen to some advice of some children who obviously experienced trouble. Marcus, age nine, said, never hold a dust buster and a cat at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay, age 10, said, never trust a dog to watch your food. Randy, nine years of age, said, stay away from prunes. Now one wonders how he discovered that little bit of wisdom. Lauren, age nine, said, felt markers are not good to use as lipstick. Uh, I bet mom loved that one. Joel, 10 years old, said, don't pick on your sister when she's holding a baseball bat. Yeah, good advice, yeah. Emma, age eight, said, never try to baptize a cat. There's a cat theme here, I think. Michael, age 14, said, when your dad is mad... And he asks you, do I look stupid? Don't answer him. <laughs> and that same Michael, wise young man that he was, also said, never tell your mom her diet's not working. <laughs> not a good thing to do. Now, we understand why things like that get us into trouble. But here's the question. Why should being a disciple of Jesus get us into trouble? Trouble. It's a part of the cost of discipleship. In this midweek Lenten season, during these Wednesday nights, our sermon series is entitled, From Dust to Disciples. We're focusing on what it means to be disciples of Jesus. On Ash Wednesday, we were reminded that though we were formed out of dust and to dust we shall return, in between those two dusty experiences, by God's grace, of course, we have call, been called to be followers or disciples 
of Jesus Christ. Our entire life, therefore, before we return to the dust of the earth, is a life of discipleship. And tonight we are challenged with this truth. Discipleship comes at a cost. Discipleship comes at a cost. Now, to be clear, heaven is a free gift. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. We can't buy it. We receive the gift of eternal life through simple faith in Jesus Christ, our Savior, who died for us and rose again for our salvation. Indeed, in Christ Jesus, we are saved. But while we are still on this planet, we are called to follow Jesus in all that we do. We are called to a life of discipleship. And friends, here's the hard truth. Discipleship comes at a cost, and that cost includes trouble. Now, admittedly, friends, this is not a feel-good sermon tonight. This is more of a wake-you-up, shake-you-up call to high alert. Tonight's gospel lesson puts us all on notice, in a sense. If you are going to associate with Jesus Christ, with his message, and with his mission, there is going to be trouble. It's part of the cost of discipleship. In tonight's gospel lesson, we hear Jesus say it this way, John 15. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember the words I spoke to you. No servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. Strong words. In those words of Jesus, spoken the night before he was crucified, he referred to the world. If the world hates you, keep in mind it hated me first. By the world, Jesus points to a system, if you will, that is under the influence of Satan. And as a disciple of Jesus whose life has been transformed by the wonderful message of the cross and the empty tomb, you're no longer a part of that world. You listen to a brand new leader. You now tap into a a new power source. And you gain strength to accomplish great things for God. That's what being a a Jesus follower is about. And so do you really think that the devil and the world that he controls are going to like all of that very much? Not in the least. Do you think he's going to sit idly by and just watch all of this happen without doing anything? Absolutely not. In fact, in order to try to interfere with your devotion to Christ Jesus, he will send trouble your way. You can count on it. In fact, I even urge you to expect it because then you can be more prepared 
when it comes your way. And really, should we expect anything different as Jesus followers? Jesus said, remember the words I spoke to you. No servant is greater than his master. And if they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. Let's state it clearly. Jesus is our master. We are his followers. And if they hated him, you can bet they will hate us as well. Now, of course, there is a way to avoid being hated by the world. How? Become a part of it again. That is Satan's lure. We call it temptation. Like Darth Vader, he calls us to the dark side, luring us with the notion that the ways of the world are better than the ways of God. And no doubt, if you choose the dark side, the world will indeed love you for it. They'll embrace you for it all the way into the darkness of hell. So what matters more? What really matters more? To be loved by the world but lost to God or to be hated by the world but be forever with God? Disciples of Jesus live in this world, of course, but we are not of this world. Jesus said, as it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. If you think about it, the call to be a disciple of Jesus is really a call to die to self and to all the self-centered things of this world. You may know the name Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Bonhoeffer was a Lutheran pastor in Germany during Adolf Hitler's rise to power. Bonhoeffer openly opposed Hitler and the Nazi regime, even to the point of participating in a conspiracy to assassinate Hitler, which failed. On April 9, 1945, just a few weeks before the end of the war, Hitler ordered that Pastor Bonhoeffer be executed at the concentration camp where he was being held. Prior to that, during his life and ministry, he wrote a number of books, including one called The Cost of Discipleship. One of the greatest quotes out of that book reads, When Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. I want to read the whole paragraph that that line comes, uh, falls within to get the context. This is the way Bonhoeffer says it. He says, the cross is laid on every Christian. The first Christ suffering which every man must experience is the call to abandon the attachments of this world. It is that dying of the old man which is the result of his encounter with Christ. As we embark upon discipleship, we surrender ourselves to Christ in union with his death. We give over our lives to death. Thus, it begins. The cross is not the terrible end to an otherwise God-fearing and happy life, but it meets us at the beginning of our communion with Christ. 
And here comes the line. When Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. He goes on to say, it may be a death like that of the first disciples who had to leave home and work to follow him. Or it may be a death like Luther's who had to leave the monastery and go out into the world. But it is the same death every time. Death in Jesus Christ, the death of the old man at his call. When Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. Let me ask you, have you counted the cost of discipleship? Are you in or out? Let's also be clear, there is a uniquely wonderful blessedness that comes to us, even in our experience of being hated on account of Christ. We're told that in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5. He said, blessed are those, not cursed, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Jesus is almost saying, throw a party when someone insults you for my name. Have a celebration with your Christian friends when people ridicule you for being a Jesus person. Let me ask you, are you willing to trade the fleeting pleasures of this world for the amazing joys of hearing your Savior say to you one day, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the kingdom of blessedness. Are you willing to trade those fleeting pleasures, even if it means suffering, ridicule, or even death? It's all part of the cost of discipleship. One final word on the subject of trouble and persecution. Always remember, you do not face it alone. On the night before his crucifixion, shortly before going out to the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said to his disciples, John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Friends, Jesus, your Savior, who went through the very worst persecution imaginable, defeated the powers of sin, death, Satan, and hell by his death and his victorious resurrection from the dead. He has indeed overcome the world. And he who promised to be with you always to the end of the age is indeed able to give you peace, real peace, even when trouble comes walking up to your front porch. Here at Shepherd of the Desert, of course, our mission is leading people to follow Jesus. 
But understand that if you do that, if you follow Jesus, if you associate with him in, his, in this world, you will have trouble. Jesus never said that following him would be easy. It's part of the cost of discipleship. So, are you in or out? There is no middle ground. If you're in, then pledge to die to self. Take up your cross and follow him. And he will lead you all the way home. Amen. May the peace of God which passes human understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus your Savior. Amen.